Are you ready to scale your business in a way that's aligned with your soul and profitable? I'm Casey Rossi, a business and leadership coach. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 30 years and love business. I help conscious leaders increase their impact and optimize their lives. Join me each week for tips and deep conversations on cultivating confidence, increasing your visibility, elevating your vibration, and leading with purpose without burning out. Let's go. Hey, Dolores, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Casey. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm excited to dive in. I know you're also a longtime fellow entrepreneur, and I'm so curious, out of your two decades, what has been like the greatest business lesson that you have learned? Um, I mean, personally, I think is a reminding myself to go in and trust. Mm-hmm. Um, there's many turns and and swings and you know and roundabouts uh in business and I think for myself I'll speak for myself it's easy to fall into self-doubt you know will the business make it will have enough cash flow or the clients will come or whatever it is yeah um and you know the beauty of my journey is that I have 20 years to look back and I'm still here and I'm still standing So it's like every day that you are an entrepreneur is a day you celebrate and a day that you can count on that you made it. And so it just accumulates that that self-confidence. And and so the one lesson is to remember that you got this. Yeah, I love that. And you need that constant reminder. I'm wondering how you celebrate those wins for yourself, because I often see, especially with women entrepreneurs, they overlook that and they just keep plowing to their next to-do list or looking at what's left in the inbox. So how do you personally celebrate those wins? Well, you know, what? Let, let's just, I'm going to take it one step further because this is whether it's entrepreneurship or personal development, but yeah. The, the key to personal development is not to ever struggle again. The key to personal development is how fast you bounce back. Mm-hmm. And so when I go into self-doubt, which I do, um, I now have tools. And so what you just said is so critical because usually I go into self-doubt because I'm not celebrating enough. So I fail to recognize my wins. But when I recognize that I'm there, then I know what to do. And I was like, okay, let's just look at the previous month. I don't know, invoicing, or let's look at the testimonials from happy clients, or let's look at, you know, the last project that you launched. Because if you're doing business well, you are always stepping a little bit further from your comfort zone. Oh, yeah. And you will fail. And when I say fail is that, uh, you know, you, you, we set up goals for ourselves that are away from our comfort zone. That's how we stretch, right? So we won't actually meet those goals. And as a coach, you always say, you know, that, I mean, the the role of a coach is to set an impossible goal so that the client or the coachee will set a goal that is a little bit further than we would do on their own, but not quite what you set up for them, right? And so that a little bit further goal, you may or may not achieve, but in many cases, the fact that you actually took action is the celebration. It so is. we have to be very careful what we what what we look at for a win, uh, and that we are not too harsh on ourselves. Yeah, that's so valuable. I love that. I 
I'm right there with you with needing to push outside of that comfort zone, like that gentle stretch, right? So we're just incrementally making those improvements. We don't want to snap. So we're feeling behind the eight ball. And I'm wondering, like, do you have other than I like the tips that you provided looking back at testimonials and, you know, seeing the results of a launch or seeing the results that the client has experienced. Once you review that, is that enough for you to get like charged up and juiced up? Or do you actually do little things like get your favorite latte or get your nails done or like, oh, you have yeah, so, kind of little <laughs> like, yeah, so, so this, yeah, absolutely. So, so, so the tips I gave was, were more like, okay, how do I get my, my self-doubt that I don't know what I'm doing and it's all going to fail. You know, that's a testimony and all that. But also when we get into that kind of negative conversation, it's also a sign of exhaustion or burnout or just tiredness, like, like, and it's time to self-care. And so, yes, for me is uh, definitely nails. Um, definitely. Like I now have kind of forced myself because I asked, like I, I say to myself, well, I don't need it. But now I, I had a massage yesterday nice. and I forced myself to schedule it for four weeks from now. And so every month I have a massage. I, you know, I started going to the chiropractor again. I used to go when my, when I was pregnant, uh, but now I'm not pregnant or anything, but my body, you know, it's, it's falling apart a little bit. So I'm going to a chiropractor every month. And I decided that I'm going to go twice a month to a chiropractor. And in one of those appointments, they have a massage therapist right there. And so I'll just schedule. So it's in my calendar. I mean, I had a facial. I booked another for six weeks Mm -hmm. pre-booked because I am the first to say I don't need it. I'm all set. I'll call later and it's going to be six months before I call again. So if I walk away from a massage with another massage, then I'm holding myself accountable for that self-care in a proactive way, not reactive. We totally need to do that. I I love that. I want to underscore that scheduling our self-care and making ourselves a priority, making ourselves like uh, a spot in our calendar. So it actually, when we ink it, it's going to happen. I love that. And I'm, I'm on the same page with you. In fact, right now you can tell I do need a haircut. And I said to my bestie, I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to schedule that. Like I, I have an appointment this week and I'm like, I have to put it in the calendar, like five weeks from now, put that in the calendar because I, I respect what I schedule. And otherwise I'm just like you, ah, I can wait another week. Oh, I don't really need it. And I think a lot of women entrepreneurs do that. So I love that tip of scheduling self-care and also to like, it can be simple stuff, like even things that are free, a walk in nature, like your favorite, whatever cup of tea, or even giving yourself time to like explore a new recipe, like whatever lights you up, right? It doesn't necessarily have to even cost anything, but I think to prioritize ourselves, I'm really digging that. So thank you for sharing your personal thing. This episode is brought to you by Know Thyself and Lead, my free mini training that unlocks the top three secrets that you need to joyfully thrive. You'll learn the number one way to fuel action so that you're never stuck or procrastinating again. You'll crack the code and unveil your specific aligned purpose for more flow and ease, and you'll discover the way to propel you further faster. You can binge watch all three trainings at once or at your leisure. Either way, you'll want to sign up and dive right in. Access Know Thyself and Lead at kcrossi.com 
slash lead. That's caseyrossi.com slash lead. Now, please enjoy the show. I know your strength is really helping individuals, entrepreneur, be very clear with their communication. And so I'm wondering what you see most people bump up against time and time again when it comes to clear and effective communication. Yes. And, and, you know, so here's the thing. First of all, I am English as a second language. So I always say, speak to me in plain English. And I'm making a joke. I mean, my English is good. It's not it's not a problem. But there is this tendency in any language, it's not just English speaking uh, uh, in, in the English speaking world, is that if we're not sure of what we do, or we are a little bit lacking that self-confidence. And, and I'm speaking to, to your listeners, to my audience, which is mostly service entrepreneurs, meaning the product or service you sell is usually yourself, your brilliance, your genius. Like it's not a shoe. Um, <laughs> and, so, and so it is really hard to speak clearly about what we can give to someone else in a service or program. And so we tend to hide behind very big words or we try to make it too sophisticated because we're so unsure that if we speak simply, it might be too basic. And so, you know, I'm not adding value. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the truth is that we also have this mindset that for someone to pay us money to accomplish something for them, what we do has to be really hard. Yeah. And if you've done your work well, you're running a business with a genius that comes easy to you. I mean, that's the ultimate best business. Do something you love and charge a lot of money for it. Um, and so there's a whole journey of mindset and guilt and self-doubt around, I can't charge all this money for something that I would do for free all day long. And that's where the magic happens. When you give yourself permission to recognize, and we all have one of these, to recognize that there's something that you are really good at, like almost like a genius at. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be organizing drawers. It could be cooking. It could be clarity. Um, and that you love doing it. You've been doing it pretty much all your life. Mm -hmm. And you've pretty much had help friends and family with this skill or this genius and never charge a penny. When you recognize that that is a genius that you have, but other people don't have, and that it solves a need and a pain point that people are suffering from, and that unless you turn a business, turn this into a business with systems and a plan and cash flow and the ability to get help, you're never going to be able to serve the world with your genius. Mm -hmm. And so... It's, it's, it's really, I, now I forgot my, the original question, but, but, but no, yeah, people get, get, get stuck in communicating in a very complex way because they don't give themselves permission to understand that what they offer is actually quite simple and thus it's so powerful. Awesome. So, so what I'm hearing is to simplify the message and don't overthink it. Just be so clear, so crystal clear that your prospective client is like, boom, Dolores does this. I don't have to guess. There isn't a lot of industry jargon in there. I'm not kind of like scratching my head being like, what does that really mean? And so I really enjoy that. I'm wondering like, how can someone, if we have a listener that is like, 
I just can't condense down what I do to help solve the problem. What sounds sexy enough, right? As far as a tangible result, what is something that they can do? What's a little exercise or practice that they can work on to just be so like poignant and effective with an engaging message? Yes. So I'm going to give you two scenarios. Scenario one is you're a business owner. You've worked with some clients and you've received some testimonials. Mm -hmm. So the homework here is go read the testimonials and read and grab the words people use. Don't don't paraphrase. Grab the testimonial, read the testimonial and grab what is that? What did that person accomplish? Usually a testimonial is like, well, I had a great experience with Dolores because now that I've worked with her, I have a clear message and I'm getting clients. So what did they get? They got clarity and clients. Yeah. Um, and so, so that's if you have a running business with testimonials. Now, what happens if you've never worked with anybody or you've worked with people, but you never asked for testimonials because you were too shy? So then find 10 people you want to help and say, I'm going to help you for free or for very little money. I, I'd rather you charge a tiny bit of money than free, but you know that's your choice. But I'm going to do this in exchange for your testimonial. And the testimonial is a key tool in marketing. And it's not like, oh, Dolores is great. She's so fun. No, that's not a testimonial. <laughs> a testimonial is very specific. Is what was your life? What did your life or your business or whatever look before you worked with Dolores in this case or Casey? And what does your life or business look after what is the one thing you celebrate the most or, you know, you can phrase that, that uh, question of this work together? And what would you say to a prospective client? Those mm -hmm. are like three steps. So if you're able to collect that information from past clients or clients that are, are doing a barter, then that that they identify as the outcome is what you talk about. I like that. And circling back to a really key point that you said before, don't paraphrase, use the exact information, like the voice of customer data, right? Is what we say in marketing. So use that, like, because other people are going to be able to self-identify when they're like, oh my gosh, that sounds like me. That's she's talking to what she's reading like my mind. Yeah. She's reading my mind. And that's what we want when people are kind of looking at our content. Um, I'm wondering too, because we are in this massive digital age, especially post-COVID. So there's more and more people going online, creating online businesses. What is something people can do to stand out in the crowd, to kind of silence the noise a little bit and just cut through so people look at them and go, wow, I really like what that person has to say. How can we well, slow their role? Yeah, the riches and the niches, right? Um, and it's very scary to niche down because we don't want to leave anybody out, Right. Uh, but it is important to niche down. Like for me, I work with only service business owners, mm -hmm. um, ages 40 and up, men and women, mostly women, but men and women, and that are in the 30,000 or more gross revenue. Mm -hmm. They've kind of started, but they are just getting a little tired of grinding and not seeing results. So that specific uh, audience that I attract. 
And I talk to them. And now if you get the outlier, I mean, I, I do, I mean, I'm, I'm a coach, so I'm a, you know, I'm a leadership coach. I don't no longer take on or, or see coaching clients, but there's people I know from my network. And I always have like one CEO from a big company that I'm coaching as a coach coach, not so much as a marketing and communications. And I love them and it's great. And it's the outlier and I have something to offer, but it's not who I talk to on my marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Cool. So what have you seen change in the coaching space or in the, the digital marketing space since COVID has hit? What changes have you seen? What kind of pivots have you seen? Yeah, lots. First of all, there's definitely an exhaustion of online content. Uh, there's an overload of online content. There's a much shorter attention span. And there's uh, a lot of value that clients are putting a lot of value into the personalized service. Mm -hmm. And I think it's clear for anybody listening uh, to us right now that, you know, do-it-yourself content is okay, but it doesn't necessarily move the needle for everybody. And so one of the strategies that we use and I've used internally and we promote is that we pay pretty much for every hour of, of online content or coaching that you have with us. You'll have a private implementation time. You know, at Masters in Clarity, we've built a whole side of done for you where we actually implement for you or with you. You mm-hmm. either give us homework or we sit in a Zoom with you and write a newsletter together. When I say we do it with you or for you, we I mean it. Like we will write your newsletters or we will do whatever it needs to be, right? Um, and so there's definitely a, a need for that more one-on-one uh, space for people to take action. And the other thing I've, I've done, I've done this for many years in my company, and this is a hack, but done, done like online programs, do-it-yourself kind of programs are great training tools for our teams. So what I do is I consume a lot of do-it-yourself programs that I never consume. I buy them and I give access to my team for specific purposes. Like if we want to revamp our content, okay, I'll give my content manager a new do-it-yourself course. And then we measure the progress. Like, like there's a system inside of my company where we, we make sure that there's an accountability around it. So if I buy this program, it's a 12-week program, then the goal is, okay, consume the content 12 weeks. At the week 13, please present the plan of how we're going to roll this out. And when you do that as a job, and you, I've held jobs with companies, when it's a project and you have an expectation of a plan, you do it because it's part of your job. And so you actually do consume the content because it's a part of a, a bigger project with clear measurable outcomes. I like that. I think we often can get into a course carousel. And I think as marketers get smarter and the copywriting gets even better and more sticky, it's like, oh, I need that. That's like the next shiny trend. So I really like this mindful consumption and and, and an action plan. After you have consumed the content, how are you going to implement it? Who's going to be accountable to do a little debrief on it? That's a great tip in general. I think that's fabulous. 
other than exhaustion, did you see any other kind of trends coming up or um, suggestions when people are dealing with changes from our changing global, you know, because of COVID? I mean, globally, we've had these shifts and these changes and some of it hasn't been so easy. And so I'm just wondering what kind of guidance that you could share for people that may be like, gosh, you know, like I did get knocked down and I'm trying to bounce back up. So what can I do? How can I be helped? Yeah. And so it is important that we all go back to basics and go back to each, each one of us that I mean from the personal space is go back to what is our healthy routine, even if we never leave the house. Like what is our healthy routine? How many hours can I be in the computer? Because now we are yeah. in the computer at night for entertainment, Netflix, and in the computer all day for work. And so there is definitely a need to, to shift some habits. Um, but on the, on the professional side, I think there's a lot of, again, back to basics. I'm actually in this process, in this week when I were recording this, I'm running a challenge called client attraction. And the goal of this challenge is a five-day challenge. We're actually, I'm taking people through very basic marketing um, knowledge that most of them have done, but they've gone so far from the essence of that strategy or the, the reason why you do it that they're in a rabbit hole of, I should be doing this and I should be doing that and I'm not good enough or whatever. And so I'm, I'm going back to basics, like at the end of the day, to get a new client, you must meet a, meet a person, establish a relationship with them, create a nurturing way of creating a trust-based kind of back and forth. And when the that lead is ready, and they have the need, you know, you yeah. don't, have, you know, they have to need what you do, right? Not every buyer, not every lead will be a buyer because they may not need you. Mm-hmm. But if that person trusts you and they have the need, then the sale will happen. And, and understanding just that basic journey gives you the permission to say, okay, I'm going to do it all high tech, or I'm going to do it all low tech, or the ideal is let's do a hybrid how can I automate some messaging, but also send uh, something in the mail? Yeah, I mean, something in the mail, right? For yeah. Absolutely. I love that. I love the, the, the duo combination of circling back to basics, not only in your personal life, what's your healthy routine, what sustains or elevates your energy, and the other flip side to that, which is like, wait a second, you're so right. People have veered off with all the different trends. They jump on the trend train. They don't even know what it means, but they do it. And, and, you know, we all fall prey to that. And um, it comes with that good intention. Like we're all trying to grow, have a bigger impact. So I like this idea of circling back to basics in general. I think that can serve the audience very, very well. Approaching it with fresh eyes as well, not coming about it with, oh, I already know that I've already done that, but literally being like, okay, fresh eyes, clean slate. How can I optimize this? How can I like just approach it in a new and fresh way. So I think that's awesome. What do you have coming up exciting on the docket? How can people learn more about you, maybe this upcoming challenge and what you do in general? Yes, absolutely. So mastersinclarity.com is where you will find everything. Mastersinclarity.com. We have a book that we released this year. I think you got a copy, Casey, called Clarity First. Um, One of the things I'm excited about in October 
um, is we are going to start implementing this audit workshops. And it's going to be a workshop, 90 minutes, where we will help you audit your business so that you know where to focus your energy. This is based on our methodology. Um, but it's important to understand that that it, we don't need to throw the baby in the bathwater every the, the the baby in the bath with the bath well whatever the baby with the bathwater whatever that uh, expression is, but that it's always about okay let's take stock what is really not working great and focus on that. So we're going to be running this audit workshops consistently to help people find their footing. Oh, that's fantastic. I'll make sure to put the links in the show notes. And I appreciate all of your tips. If you wanted to leave our listeners with a final piece of bright light wisdom, what would you like to share? Trust, trust your intuition. Just know that if you're there to serve powerfully, just trust that the how will come. I love that. That brings us right back full circle to how we started the podcast, which is all about your biggest lesson in business after being an entrepreneur for two decades. I'm all about self-trust too. So I'm right there with you. Thank you so much for being here. And until we meet again, my friend, breathe joy. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you got some insight and ahas in this episode. If so, I would love to hear feedback from you. You can head to lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance to share your experience of the Women Developing Brilliant show. And Kay Jonesy 44 from the United States says five stars. Amazing podcast episode. There's nothing to not like about Casey Rossi and her podcast. She is the most caring and down-to-earth person, and she truly has a heart for service. You can tell by listening to her that she cares deeply about not only her audience, but her guests as well. She is a joy to listen to, and her guests are always insightful and inspiring. Thank you, Casey, for providing such value to those who listen to your broadcasts. I love that. That really touched my heart. Thank you so much, Kay Jonesy. I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to even go and leave a rating and review. And I would appreciate it too. If you have feedback to share, you can head over to lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. Thank you.